Hi, good morning, bears. <clears throat> good morning, good morning, bears. How are you? Big Bear was up all night with Walter. Five thousand times. So now I'm obsessed with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and we are going to use it as a springboard to talk about a lot of crazy mental things like we always do. Good morning, everybody. Let me just make sure that everything is going smoothly. Uh, is this is this rolling? I think it's working. See if the chat is working, and then I got a lot to talk about today. Today's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I got zero sleep last night because every now and then Walter uh, just has one of those nights where he wasn't even in a bad mood. He just kept saying "d do, which means uh, thank you. And as soon as I'd stop singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," I think that he was all good, and then I'd start sneaking out, and he'd just go please. And if I went, if I left for like 10 minutes, he was screaming again. So, uh, he had a big twinkle night. He got, he still got some sleep. They're, they're sleeping again right now. So the thing about repetition of words like that, it becomes very hypnotic and I can't be on my phone in those situations because the, uh, the light can, um, can keep them awake. So I'm pretty much in this state of a quiet child's room, just saying the same thing over and over again. Talk about, talk about joining a cult, right? <clears throat> and so I started getting obsessed with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star because what makes it so amazing? Like my son loves this song. Everyone loves this song. Every kid loves Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And it's so simple. It just goes... It's the same as A, B, C, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's a very simple thing, but if you think about the lyrics, so I, I, I started looking at the lyrics. Yeah, I'm full-blown crazy today, but that's all right. It'll make for a really interesting one because we're about to start talking about, you know, uh, biblical stuff in a second here. But uh, <laughs> so it was written by Jane Taylor. She was a poet. I always think it's funny when someone can be a professional poet. You know, I guess it's, it's the same as being a comedian, I guess. Because sometimes people look at me and they're like, you're a professional joke guy? I'm like, yeah. And and back in the day, it would be like, uh, yeah, I just checked out the chat real quick just to make sure the sound's okay. Yep, it's a kid's favorite. One of the first songs I remember as a kid. Is it lyrics or chords that calm you down? Isn't there some deep science on power of music? That's both great questions. I'm just going to leave that chat open. That was very nice. Oh, if you want to... Uh, uh, super chat me paypal.me slash feed the bear I'll open those soon and then I also am about to uh, open up the bear phone for the first time I just sent my first bear phone text for supporters of the show get oh we have a lot of bear phone texts a lot of bear phone texts this is awesome this is exactly what my dream was with the bear phone People just telling me their bare name and where they are and what they do. And 
for people that have um, have the bare phone number for the supporters of the show, you can text me during the show. I'll read it as we go. Now, someone just texted me a surfboard they made me. Or they're making me. This dude makes custom surfboards. Oh, and real quick, let me just put something to bed real quick. Yesterday, there was a, a super chat about conflict within the Bears. I, I checked it out. It was nothing. And uh, it seemed to upset a few people that there was uh Let me just remind you how amazing the Bears are and the community that we have built and what it really is. I got this email 10 minutes ago. Um, this is from Awkward Bear. Hi, Owen. Uh, my name is Emma, also known as Awkward Bear. I know you haven't interacted much, but I still follow. I know we haven't interacted much, but I follow and think what you're doing is great. I wanted to thank you for the PayPal donation. It's greatly appreciated. And all the support from the Bear community has been overwhelming in a good way. I loved our community before, but now more than ever, I feel connected to everyone. I hope you are having a blessed day with your beautiful family. Thank you again. That was just today, like 20 minutes ago, because someone just needed help moving. And a bunch of bears helped her and her husband. And it's it's legitimately a wicked supportive vibe. And there was just this like really silly conflict. And it was the first time I've really um, looked into an internal conflict. And it was so fu- it was so dumb. It's it's like laughable. I'm never doing that again, by the way. If anyone has any issues with each other, you're adults. Uh, it was one of the biggest wastes of time and the dumbest things I've ever been a part of. I have twinkle twinkle to think about, guys. All right, so the lyrics are Jane Taylor. Twinkle twinkle little star. There's a lot more than just. Oh, she has a sister, Ann Taylor. Hang on. The English lyrics were first written as a poem by Jane Taylor and published with the title The Star in Rhymes for Nursery by Jane and her sister, Ann Taylor. Ann Taylor? The clothing mogul? Ann Taylor was an English poet and literary critic. In her youth, she was a writer of verse. She is, however, best remembered as the elder sister and collaborator of Jane Taylor. I guess they were just like, they were like the Weinstein brothers. Not the bad Weinstein brothers, the Weinstein brothers, the good brothers, Eric and, and Brett. There's good Weinsteins and bad Weinsteins. All right, so anyway, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high like a diamond in the sky. Okay, I think that, because my son understands English now, so there's a reason that this really hits home with him. Granted, there is science behind that. This is a blue, this is blues, by the way. Someone on the chat talked about the chord progression. That's 12 bar blues, that's CFCFG. It's the same thing as every blues song, except there's no seven chords. So the blues version would be. It's a very basic song. So 
It's definitely the, the lyrics have something to do with it because it can't just be the 12 bar blues or else you could just sing like my name's Owen. I'm wearing a jacket because I was so disheveled. I felt like dressing slightly better today. No kid's going to fall asleep to that. They'd be like, stop singing about your jacket, dad. You sound like a real, like a real poppin' jay. Great word, by the way, if you want to look it up. A poppin' jay is an overdressed buffoon. All right. So I think it taps into wonderment. And I think one of the most basic human instincts is what the hell are stars? For so many thousands of years, we were just like, what the fuck are those things? So twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Like, what the fuck is that? And then up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. And then there's more. When, when this blazing sun is gone, oh, wow, the Taylor sisters get dark. When this blazing sun is gone, oh, just for the day, maybe not permanently. When this blazing sun is gone, when, when he nothing shines upon, then you show your little light, twinkle, twinkle through the night. Wow, like when the tyrant leaves, it allows the individual. Then the traveler in the dark thanks you for your tiny spark. He could not see where to go if you did not twinkle so. I'm convinced that people back in the day had, a better, had better eyesight. I think that we look at so much bright shit all day that our eyes are all jammed up. I mean, who the hell is is lit up? Like, who can be guided by starlight these days? It's like everybody needs, like, so much light. Back in the day, they're like, oh, yeah, travelers in the dark can find their way with your tiny little spark. Not today. Now you have to have, like, nine cell phones. Uh, in the blue, In the dark blue sky you keep, and often through the curtains peep. For you never shut your eye till the sun is in the sky. As your bright and tiny spark lights the traveler in the dark, though I know not what you are, twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's a beautiful little piece. It's so simple, but so I like simple. That's why I don't like really profound stuff sometimes, like quote unquote profound. I don't find it profound. If something's truly profound, you can, you can boil it down pretty quickly. You boil it down. And we're going to talk more about the Ten Commandments today, too, because uh, Stefan Molyneux did a, a, a pod about the Ten Commandments. It pretty much blew my mind a little bit. It made me rethink stuff I haven't thought about in, in decades. And um, I want to talk about that a little bit, about what it means to be a slave. All right. Um, so I was, I was riffing on it. I was like, it's so funny that she brings up blue in this. Because I, I sang blue to my kid last night without even thinking about it. I, I was riffing out, just going, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are up above the world so bright. Like a di- oh, I can't remember. But I, would, I went way up, and it was about the sky. So blue, blue, twinkle, twinkle, I love you. Of course, I threw in an I love you at the end because I'm a, I'm a bit of a fucking homo. All right. I tell my kid I love him a lot. I should pump the brakes a little, make him make him work for it a little more, you know. Because it seems like a lot of the most successful people I know <laughs> had bad dads. I'm going to be a great dad. I already am a, a solid dad, but I'm going to be an awesome dad. But I think uh, you got to give them just a little bit of like, you know, maybe you work for it a little bit. <laughs> My brother was saying that. My brother literally is one of the best dads in the world. He has three kids. They homeschool their kids. Um, just always there for him, creative, everything. He's like, man, he's like, I keep reading about these great men and they all seem to have like 
dads that bailed on him and they're always trying to like impress their dads. He's like, are my kids even gonna want to impress me? I almost think that extreme like Steve Jobs level success comes from like a bad place of like insecurity and I don't want my kids to feel that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them I love them in the Twinkle song. I'm fucking crazy today, if you guys haven't noticed. The lack of sleep really, really gets me. Okay, so anyway. Oh, let's do some funny stuff before we talk about, um, well, both funny and some disturbing, before we talk about the Ten Commandments. This I found hilarious. Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets. There's a big picture of Stalin. Not everyone gets it. Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it, golly boy. Golly boy is uh, Russian for blue boy, which also means gay boy. We don't want to play with you, gay boy. I thought this was funny. It's 1989 and you're told one of these celebrities would end up doing family-friendly movies for Disney and the other would end up on trial for multiple sexual assaults. Who would you choose? And it's a picture of, uh, uh, is that Ice Cube or Ice T? It's Ice Cube, I think. Ice Cube and Bill Cosby. It's pretty funny. I made this one. It's a burn notice next to David Hogg. I swear to God, I think they both have the same stupid smirk on their face all the time. Hogg has no chin, obviously. Uh, but I just think he looks like uh, the guy from Burn Notice. Just such a, just a bizarre. There's one reason why I rail on David Hogg a bit. When you're 18 years old, you can face uh, immaturity, you know, feelings of nihilism, feelings of... Um, Pursue, pursuing maybe disingenuous, not noble things. But usually the people I gravitate towards and the people that I like, if, if, they, were, if they were weakened, they'd go for like sex or, uh, or partying or, uh, you know, going on a trip they can't afford. Not power over others. That's one reason why there's certain people that don't drink that, that make me suspicious. Some people don't drink for a good reason. Maybe they had an abusive father or mother or they were once an alcoholic and they just knew that they couldn't handle it and they just quit, right? That's uh, like Donald Trump doesn't drink, but his brother died from drinking. There's a, there's, that makes sense. There's a, a few people I, I know and respect that don't drink and, and there's a reason. But some people, I think that booze lets out your inhibitions and I think some people's inhibitions are really weird. Like, why would a young kid, why is their thing power over others? Because that's blatantly what it is. He's not trying to save lives. He's, uh, if you want to save lives, I mean, there's a lot better ways to do it. You get yourself a tiki torch and you start killing mosquitoes. Because mosquitoes kill more people than any animal in the world. Except for, I don't know, maybe bees. Well, mosquitoes... Ah, whatever. I'm not going to go down that path. But um, I don't get why youthful ignorance or youthful wildness would result in uh, wanting to disarm people. That to me is so creepy. It's kind of like uh, there's certain men that don't drink because they uh, they just start punching people or they start they they they've like felt like assaulting women or something. And and there's certain women that don't drink because they just start punching and kicking or they sleep with strangers or stuff like that. And, uh, well, the sleep with strangers thing, I, I don't know. They're both understandable. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. 
I just think your base, when you become your base animal, what is it? That's why I'm called Big Bear. This is a very, this is not a new thing for me. In my half hour special, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story in Pittsburgh tomorrow about the first time I started getting called Big Bear. And I was maced. I was maced by a cowboy in Montana. It was in my first half hour special with Comedy Central. But I, we're recording this one, so I'm going to do jokes that a lot of people probably haven't heard, and I'm going to put it on my website. And uh, tickets end at 5 p.m. today sharp. There will be no tickets at the door. So if you want Pittsburgh, hugepianist.com. Uh, we're leaving at 4.45 in the morning. I'm bringing the director of my last special and my boy, Peppy. He was uh, he did a couple really good blogs that he faced some scrutiny with with his uh, employers. He's hilarious. He's uh, He was either I'm crazy on Twitter, but he got into a bit of hot water. Um, also bringing Guck, obviously. I think Guck's on uh, Patreon now. That's what someone just told me, I think. That'd be cool. Dude's trying to buy a house. Great guy. And then, of course, Nimmer. But Nimmer's flying in. All right, what else do I got to show you guys? Oh, Herman sent me this. Hysterical. All political power come from the Clava Bear. Herman Leon. Herman Leon. Herman's one of the original uh, bears, man. That guy's awesome. Which one's this? Oh, someone. this made me laugh. And for all the people that tell me I, I, uh, I'm always too supportive of cops, it's a heroic job, man. I'm friends with a bunch of cops. It's, uh, they're not your enemy, man. The laws can be your enemy. The state can be your enemy, sure. But cops are not, for me, don't get me wrong, there's a couple of real shitty cops. But in general, I mean, that's any profession. They just have higher stakes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter. You know, I've done uh, several charity events for fallen police officers, and I would any any day they ask me. But for all those guys, you don't think I'll make fun of cops? This one's funny. I support a gun ban. No one needs guns this advanced. They just target innocent civilians, and it's just a bunch of pictures of cops with us with speed guns, <laughs> speed trap guns. That's uh, that's wicked funny to me. All right, now we get into some some weird stuff. Oh, this one is is also very funny. This is from conservative grandpa on uh, on Instagram. Miguel, we need to have an open and honest conversation about race in America. Miguel, I completely agree. Conservative grandpa. To start, the amount of black children that are growing up without fathers is devastating. You're a racist. Oh, and shout out to, I think it's I'm not Norm or I'm not Norm McDonald or something. Wherever I got that video from for the Norm McDonald episode, I did not plug the channel. Uh, so it's I think it's I'm not Norm or something like that. I didn't really feel like crazy motivated to because it was just Norm being Norm. I, I thought I was plugging Norm McDonald himself. But someone did go through the uh, effort to edit the video and... Um, Someone commented that on one of my videos, and uh, of course, I, I always want to give credit where credit's due. Sometimes I forget, and I don't think it's that big a deal. People do that with me all the time. People tell my jokes all the time. It's not, I, I take it as a compliment, to be honest with you. But, uh, but yeah. All right, what is this? Oh, that's, that gets weird. Wait till we get to that. Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it, color boy. 
Do I have food in my teeth? No, I'm good. Which one's this? Oh my God. This is... The internet is head over heels for this adorable, openly gay three-year-old. And then this is... Uh, it says, uh, following the original poster's lead and request for privacy, this... What was supposed to be a heartwarming post has been deleted because of homophobic abuse and bullying of a... Okay, it wasn't even deleted by the server or Twitter or Facebook. It was because these psychopaths took it down because people had a problem with abusing a child. Think about... Okay, I can't upload videos to YouTube anymore. You guys understand that? Because I did an analysis of Jordan Peterson on Bill Maher. It was called Bullying. Three-year-olds can't aren't gay. If a child is, is exhibiting, this was the original post. Oh, I dug it up. The internet is head over heels for this adorable, openly gay three-year-old. No one has taught or forced him. If a kid is gay at three, he's being abused. He's being raped. A three-year-old has no concept of sex. I had no concept of sex Till I was in high school, I mean, I uh, I did, like, I whacked it a couple times when I was like, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't fucking three. But I didn't really know exactly what it was. One was with an orange, and one was a couch. Uh, but I was, like, a three-year-old is not gay or straight. They're just kids. Until you start going through puberty, you're nothing. You don't have a sexuality. That's insane. And and to sexualize kids, it, it's it's this is why we're we're getting biblical today. We're gonna go back to the basics. People need to seriously get back to the basics. We're we're losing our minds here. I've I haven't slept all night. I'm a comedian who's been publicly shamed by hundreds of thousands of people and some of his closest friends this year. And I'm one of the the stable ones of society right now. You know how weird that is? What the hell's wrong with people? Okay. So, look at this. The original thing that got me, that, that decalted my brain from leftism, was the trans child thing. Okay, this was sent to me by a listener. I gotta, I gotta make this bigger somehow. I can't read this. Unlike the people who wrote Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The American Psychiatric Association published an update to its diagnosis and statistical... Man, I'll just cut to the chase. You only need to have uh, three of these things to qualify for gender dysphoria in children then um, be able to be on hormone blockers and be treated like a girl when you're a boy. A strong desire to be of the other gender or an insistence that one is the other gender or some alternative gender different from one's assigned gender. Assigned by who? I'll tell you who, God, your creator. And you don't even have to believe in God to know that you are assigned gender at birth, not by a doctor or by society. You are either boy or girl. It's a fact. And the only reason people are going down these roads is because they missed a bedrock. They've, they've lost their, their, their footing. So now they're, they're just in, in, in ether. They're, they're gone. They're zombies. And I'll get to that. Okay, a strong desire to be... What does that even mean, a strong desire? All a parent has to do is ask leading questions. Do you want to be a girl, Frederick? Do you want to be a girl, Danny? Are you really Daniela? Yeah. Strong desire. Two, in boys, a strong preference for cross-dressing 
or simulating female attire. That's not true. My son put on Amy's earrings one day. It was hilarious. That doesn't mean he's a girl. He watched his mom do it and then he did it. Are Scottish people all all trans because they wear kilts? Are girls a strong preference for wearing only one typical masculine clothing and a strong resistance to wearing a typical feminine clothing? Oh, so you mean my mom and my wife who both did that, who both were tomboys. So both of them are, are, are boys. So I'm a gay guy because I'm <laughs> prepubescent girls don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. My nieces love to dress up like ballerinas, but it's, it's all just chance. It's just whatever. They're kids. Three, a strong preference for cross-gender roles and make-believe play a fantasy play. That's insane. Do you understand that these leftists are the ones creating gender roles? That they're saying men wear pants and women wear dresses and any difference of that whatsoever means you are the other gender. Do you understand how insanely ironic that is? That the left is now insisting on gender roles. This is a medical document, guys. This is real. This is from New Jersey. This isn't even Berkeley or some shit. A strong preference for toys, games, or activities stereotypically used or engaged in by the other gender. They even use the word stereotypically. So my wife, who's a structural engineer, who probably gravitated towards Legos, is a dude? Or me? Someone who used to knit. I used to, I used to weave cloth when I was a kid because my balls hadn't dropped yet. I'm a girl? This is in law, guys. This is... I can't even read the rest. A strong dislike of one's sexual anatomy. You want to know what happened? Want to know what causes that? Rape. Kids that are being molested will have a strong dislike of their own genitalia. You know that, right? That these leftists who are raping their kids and their kid starts hating their penis or hating their whatever, it's like, that's because they're being raped. They, they're not sex organs. They're kids. <sighs> A strong preference for playmates of the other gender. Are you fucking kidding me? I When I played violin, I used to hang out with girls all the time because mostly only girls and Asians and Jews played violin. And uh, I'm not going to hang out with no Jews. Just kidding, obviously. I'm so glad I don't have to say... Oh, so I, 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 I'm going to play you guys a little um, video. Of what me and my son and my dog did yesterday. My son is is going is, is past two. This is what they act like. For those of you that don't have kids, this is what kids at this age are like. They're just innocent. There's no sexuality in children. A lot of people don't have kids, so they're easily tricked into this Bill Nye pedophilia bullshit. This is what they act like. We're going bear hunting. Are we gonna find a bear? Look how big George is getting. Yeah, he just likes George. Where's the where's the bear at? Right now he's literally like moving dog. That's what's going on in his head. I fall. I fall. I get up. Tree! Come on, George! That's what's going on in his head. Are we gonna find a bear? Bear. bear. Which way's the bear? This way? Let's go find that bear. He was obsessed with finding the bear. 
Amy really needed a nap, so I did this on Instagram. I convinced Walter that we can go find actual bears in the forest. Let's go find bears. You wanted to watch Little Bear. I, I told him we could watch r real bears, and then we he, might actually find one. And then he was down to come. Is that your walking stick or your spear? Are those your weapons? Are those your weapons? Whoa! I mean, come on. That can. That's just innocence. That can be anything. It's just they're doing, they're just having fun in That's the woods. That's quick and tough. Like you legitimately a twig machine monster. Are you going to find the bear? Right, right, right. I don't know what that means. I think it means bear. Crossing, crossing the bridge of terror. Oh, thank you, buddy. You're not going to cross the bridge of terror? Go that way. The bears are that way. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Georgie. Speed Demon. You're a Speed Demon too. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost over. We'll get a bear, buddy. We'll get a bear. He wore himself out looking for bears. He's finally seeing them though in his dreams. Yeah, that that's what those kids are like, guys. And for those of you that think I've gone extreme or I'm, you know, overreacting or something, imagine someone dressing him up like a girl and emotionally abusing him that way and telling him he's a girl because of some dumb thing because he wore my wife's earrings and then punched himself in the dick or something and then hormone blockers so he'll be sterile for life imagine that that's what's happening right now and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse it's only going to get worse because these people believe in nothing but power acquisition and i see it so clearly that it's it's just it's horrifying, like what, what the world's becoming. Not to everybody. I'm having a good time. My family's having a good time. My friends are having a great time. There's a lot of prosperity, but prosperity isn't as valuable as people think. Money can't get you out of hell. It can't. It can, it can help you. It can help you like set up security or like what we're trying to do with stuff. It's necessary, but it doesn't really help you. It doesn't help you do shit. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to plug this, uh, our GoFundMe. Dolab just sent me that, this. Do you think you could bring awareness to this GoFundMe by a bear? Of course. Uh, I'm just going to tell you the link because I don't have a, a Twitter. GoFundMe.com slash YUVGN5-Family-Law-Services. Uh, I get so many of these sometimes that I don't really know exactly what that is, but I trust, I trust Dolab. So, uh, GoFundMe.com slash, I don't know. I, I try not to get involved in family stuff, but uh, sometimes it's it's legit. Because I don't know. I got to know more about what's happening. In desperate need of financial aid for an unexpected and unfortunate custody battle, battle my boyfriend's children have been taken out of state by their mother, no warning or explanation given away from their family, and are being kept from their father. We have no clue where they are at this time and are worried sick. Anything helps, so if you can please donate, it would be greatly appreciated. 
Yeah, that sounds like a mess. I don't know anything about this, but um, I trust the people that sent this to me. Uh, it's from Courtney Burroughs, I believe. So check that out if you want to help this family. I usually need more information when it comes to court stuff. Because one time I, I tried to get behind something like that, and then the other person chimed in and was like, uh, there's more to this story. And that's why I try not to get involved in that stuff. I try to... Uh, uh, I try to help things that I know a decent amount about or else it can do the opposite. It can like, you're just swinging it. It goes sometimes. I think, I don't know though. That, I'm, I'm, gu I'm guessing that that's legit though. Cause whoever sent that to me, I'm sure vetted that situation. Um, all right. So what we, what were we talking about? I've no, I literally have no idea. Oh, let me get to PayPal soon. But first we're going to get to. God. All right. So I wrote some notes down. Let's see if anyone has uh, bear phoned me during the live stream yet. Dude, the bear phone is legit. Like on the drive tomorrow, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put all these in my, someone uh, emailed me yesterday, this dude, Liam, to be uh, an intern. Here's the thing though, man. I got to know you first. Like I, I work from home and I have a pregnant wife and a two-year-old and as nice as anyone ever seems, I, I would be really, um, um, irresponsible if I didn't really know the person I was bringing into my house back in the day, there'd be no question. I've let complete strangers stay in my house for periods of time. But when you have a young family, I need to kind of know the person because something I would love an intern to do would just be to put all these names and stuff into my bare phone. But right now we have a couple a couple bear phones. My first time doing stand-up was awesome. Turning stories into punchlines is my current obstacle going up again Wednesday. Oh, Donnie. Nice. All right, I'll put you in. He's, an, he's a DIY arborist, just like me. My brother's very skilled. Iron Maiden bear. He's going for a bike ride. Dude, this is amazing. Dude, people are just texting me now. See, I understand texts. I don't understand Discord. Hi, Owen. I'm excited that I just got my bare phone email. It's a bit hard to believe that you are really going to take the time to read all the messages you are going to get, but I'm stepping out on faith. I'm Jen from South Dakota. I run two businesses of my own. I'm not a tech gal, but I'm happy to help with any researching or reviewing you need done. I'm technically a lawyer. I know nobody really likes lawyers. That's not true. I like some lawyers, but it requires research and analysis and using words to make a living, so I'm not terrible at it. Happy to lend a helping paw anywhere I can. What you do is tremendously important. Can't wait to be verified once I think of a clever name. Have a wonderful day, Big Bear. Wow, this is right to the bear phone. Uh, hi, Big Bear. It's Cowboy Bear here. Oh, and I, this is a real message. Put myself engineering school, small guy. This is awesome. The bear phone. Wow. The bear phone. All right, I'll get to more of those later. And that long car ride tomorrow, I'm gonna have some of the other guys drive a bit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get really down and dirty with the bare phone. All right, so I was listening to Malinu's, uh latest podcast about the Ten Commandments, and the thing about Malinu is he was always an atheist. I think he still is, but I can see him. He's getting a little more into religion, I think, and I think because his whole thing was universally preferable behavior. 
And when you're like really honest, when you're an honest intellectual and an honest academic, you keep hitting the same wall. And I think Peterson got to that. And I think uh, Molyneux kind of getting to that a little bit too, where you just start realizing it's the Bible and you do all this work and you see what happens when people don't have God and what happens to societies. And you see the same things happening over and over and over and over again, how Jesus with the Pharisees is just like, Right now, issues with the state, it's like the same fucking thing over and over again. And I don't know what his beliefs are, and and it wouldn't change our friendship or anything at all. But I think that there comes a time when an intellectual makes a decision whether or not they're going to just have blind faith atheism or not. And that, that was the original issue I had with Sam Harris was his talk with uh, Jordan Peterson in which he wouldn't admit that there are behaviors that are universally preferable. That that what is good matters. That was the whole problem. The first, Peterson and Sam had two conversations on Sam's podcast. And the first one was an absolute disaster. I think Sam got such negative feedback from the first one that he realized that even his atheist clan like really thought he messed that one up. And only his most devout atheist followers thought that what he did with Jordan was honorable in any way or right or accurate. So they did it again and he was more respectful this time. But you can still see that there is a, the determinist, the person that thinks that there's a God, that the universe is godless. And, um, and Peterson's whole point, the reason why Peterson can cross over to atheism a lot better than a lot of uh, preachers and ministers and priests is because Peterson will take the leap and say, even if there is no God, can't you admit that there are certain behaviors that are better than others that like they work, they make you better, like good, gooder, (laughs) if that was a word. And uh, some people won't see that. Some people refuse to see that and will only see zeros and ones or measurable units of things and that that obsession with uh, with the uh material leads to hell every time and this this happens all, like none of this is new like the the statists the, the 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 godless science types are the ones that did eugenics and did um all the holocaust whether it was the jewish holocaust or you know, there's been a million of them, like with Stalin and Pol Pot and all these people. When they think that they know more than God, they end up doing one of the, like, like monstrosity so horrifying, they don't even teach it in school because it's almost not believable. It's like, in the, in the Ten Commandments, and, and uh, Papa Bear, George, loves to quote, so does, uh, so does Bob. They like to quote uh, Chesterton. And I've started reading some of Chesterton's stuff and Chesterton is awesome. And, uh, and this uh, theologian that, that Malinu was talking to actually quoted him and he said, uh, you get rid of the big laws and you're just left with all the tiny ones, the little mosquitoes. You know, that the 10 commandments actually make things easier because without them, does it, does it seem like we have less laws? Like you could fill, as, as Malinu said, you could fill an airport hangar with the tax code alone. And, you, and more people are killed by, by mosquitoes than they are dragons. It's these small little, that's what kills you, you know? 
And so the big laws, the ones that you can stick with, that's why I like things very simple. I like things that can be explained simply. I don't like it when people need all this new technology, all these new words to explain something simple, like toxic masculinity from a hetero queer cis-normative, like that means nothing. That means you don't have a point. That means when you start inventing words, that means that you're saying nothing. Thou shalt not kill. Granted, ironically, that actually is a little confusing. The original, it should be thou shalt not murder. But translations get get weird. But anyway, um, that's the issue I had with, with Harris was we're all in this boat together, right? Like we're in this boat of life together. And when you see someone on your boat rocking the boat in a way that you know is going to make it capsize and someone's ev- evangelizing uh, a godless world in which in which nothing matters and you know that that will lead to more destruction. That's why I started not liking the guy. Granted, I, I pulled back my criticism because I felt like my dislike of him was more emotional because of my admiration for Peterson listening to that interview I like started like legitimately hating Sam Harris and it, it blinded me to like a few of his things like I had this criticism of him that uh, he's a rich kid and and you know all these truckers are going to be out of work because he fucking is obsessed with AI or some shit and the more I really looked at that the more I think I got his position almost exactly the opposite where he is uh, has an issue with AI and he does want everyone employed but this is the problem. This is going to be, this sounds a little rambly, but then I'll get to my points. Um, this is the problem with these utopia guys, with these determinism guys, with these, there could be a perfect universe if we design it properly. Like Sam Harris wants to design the world better. Uh, like, okay, like universal basic income, that just failed in Finland. They just stopped it. And if you can't pull that shit off in Finland, you can't pull that shit off anywhere. That's a small, homogeneous a group of people with high average IQs and a very long history. And if you can't pull off universal basic income in that country, that fucking shit is not working, right? And so if you try to design... The problem with atheism is if you think utopia is possible on Earth, you will enter hell. Utopia is not possible on Earth. Utopia is, is heaven. And listen, I'm the first to say I have no idea what the fuck the afterlife is. There may not even be one. I have a strong faith in God and in my creator and in Jesus and in Christianity, but I don't know shit. I know I have glimpses of it, but I don't know. I have no idea. And I would be lying if I said I did. And my, my, the thing that saved me in life is to stop lying. And I'm not going to sit here. And I know there's going to be Christians pissed at me for saying that right now, but I can't say that. I can't say I know anything about the afterlife, what heaven is. I don't know what happens when we die. I don't know if we become oblivion or if we go to paradise or what it is. I have no idea. That's something I don't know. And I, I, I want to believe it. I want to join my friends and ancestors and my wife, whoever dies first. I want to be with her for infinity and paradise, but I can't wrap my brain around utopia. And I almost think that's a that's a a benefit more than it is a bug. I can't picture utopia. All I picture is the struggle of life, which I know is struggle. But when you put utopia here in heaven where it belongs and not here in the secular world, you're not going to make these massive mistakes in thinking that their utopia is possible and if only one law 
or one change or one um, implementation or one genetic shift will make the world perfect and no more pain and we will live forever. No, no, you will die. Of course, the earth, the sun itself will go out. It's like there is no avoiding it. Whether you live to be 100,000 years old or you're an aborted fetus, you, you go to the same place, you're dead. And, and science won't save you. And, and the only thing that saves you is, is knowing that you can't get out of it. And, and, the redeem, and the redemption of God is so downplayed these days. And it's downplayed by what I see as these people becoming zombies to, to these ide- ideologies of the state. And we're turning our children into these, these, these chemistry experiments for, for the sexual desires of pedophiles. And we're imprisoning our women. What we do right now, America is white supremacist. It is. It is white male centric. But it's not the way it's portrayed. It's the exact opposite, actually. Where the statists, the leftists, and I used to be on the left, guys. I am, um, I'm I'm a messenger. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've believed it. I voted for Barack Obama in 2008. Like, I'm not coming to you as someone who's from, like, a, a Texas born-again family who was a homeschooled and has been to church every Sunday, and I just, this is all I know. No, I know the whole spectrum right now of, of politics, and the left is gone. And the only way out is to talk about this and for me to tell people what I know. Um... Look at what we've done. And by we, I don't mean Americans or white males or me personally or my, but just as a society to women and blacks. And it's not the narrative they're telling us. We've taken women and making it so that they can never be normal. They're either not a good enough mom or not a good enough worker. Because what feminism has done has said, if you're not competing against men, at one dollar on the dollar, because that difference in wage is not about um, oppression or sexism at all. It's provably not. Women never married. They've done samples with lesbians, people, women that have never been married, never will be married, committed to a career the same way a man would commit to a career, and there is no wage difference whatsoever in careers, none. The reason women are 77 cents on the dollar is because they become mothers. And mothers don't put in as many hours in the, in, the, in the salt mines. So to free women, we've said that they have to work like men and be moms. That's impossible. They'll never be good enough at either if they try to do both. I was up all night with my son. My wife has to do that all the time. It's insane. I can do that a few times a week, maybe, maybe twice a week to let her get some sleep. She's also 25 weeks pregnant and she has to sit up some nights singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star over and over and over and over and over again uh, or else he just screams bloody murder sometimes. That's a full-time job, guys. Then she, she clothes him and she feeds him and she teaches him and she gives him discipline and she feeds me. And she keeps the house in order and, and healthy and happy. 
And she gets so much respect and honor and love from her men, from me and Walter and from our next man that's coming into this world. You, you will never get that from a corporation. Never. That honor is in its, in its war. Like what she goes through is incredible. And it, and it galvanizes her and it strengthens her and it gives her purpose and beauty and passion. And to say that she also has to clock in, like me, like I work all the time. I wake up at five, six in the morning. I answer emails. I research. I write for Crowder. I do these live streams to one. I try to respond to emails. I write music. I write comedy. I tour. I do interviews. Like it's, it's all day I do this. And it's like I couldn't do both. If I had to do what she does, and God bless Josh Wolf, man. That, that, that comedian was a single dad for a while. I can't imagine. I got to have a talk with him about that. But to do both is insanely hard. So what has the state done? What has the left done? What have the progressives done? We've put women in a no-win situation. And we call it empowerment. We, we make them think that abortion is freedom, that sexual freedom is freedom, that if they, they get to fuck any guy they want, and, and, um, and I've been tricked into that. I've been tricked into thinking uh, promiscuity is freedom. It isn't. It's a prison cell. I do a joke about it that once I became monogamous, I had so much more free time. Because back in the day, you're always wondering if someone likes you or you're hungover because you had drinks with a girl you hooked up with or uh, you're always like, you're not, you don't really know, you get lonely on holiday. Now I'm like, oh, that's all Amy. Hmm. Let me read some more books. What's fiat currency mean? Should I get into Bitcoin? You start becoming so much more um, just productive and happy. And so what we do to women is we put them in dangerous situations. You know, this whole Me Too movement and all this. The reason I mock it is not because I mock sexual assault itself. It's horrifying. I've, I've been through situations that are indescribable when it comes to dealing with that type of stuff with people I love. And um, what I'm mocking is the hypocrisy of the left to make it seem like women can go out into the world on birth control, ready for an abortion, drinking all night, thinking that 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 uh, marriage is 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 uh, slavery and motherhood is slavery, and that real empowerment comes from working in a cubicle and having sex with strangers and being hung over all the time and taking your birth control. That is the most dangerous position you can put a woman. The most dangerous position you can put a woman is that, for rape, for molestation, for murder, for abuse for depression, anxiety, any, any of this stuff. That, that's, that's what causes it. That Aziz Ansari thing, the, the whole reason that was even a story is because people are doing that all the time. Like they just go home with complete strangers. I've done that. Granted, I'm not, like I was always more, I'm not going to get into me, but I let's just say I would never run into a, an issue like that because of my, demeanor. I don't, I was, I didn't have a claw, Aziz. <laughs> I, uh, I almost required like so much consent that there was women that would like me that, um, I wouldn't even know it because I, I, I needed it so spelled out. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Then take the, take black people. Look at what we've done to black people. Black people are now I was talking to Nimmer about this. It's they're either 
They're either victims or they're Uncle Toms. What kind of thing is that to put someone in? Where you're either, you either think for yourself, you're a, you're a Thomas Sowell or a, a Larry Elder or one of these uh, black intellectuals who will think for themselves. And you're called an Uncle Tom. You're called a, a, a race traitor by whites. Or you have to accept a constant and inherent victim status. That's your choices. What the hell are you going to do with that? That is where there is white male supremacy in this country, and it's by the fucking left. Let black people just be people. Let women just be women. You don't have to utopia this shit and say, in the utopia, women must earn what men earn and also be moms. And No, it won't happen. There's two choices in this life. For women, mom, career. You can have a career later. When you have a little tiny baby, you do not have a career. That's when the state came in. This is when it all gets real fucked up, guys. That's when the state came in and they tried to utopia that. And they thought they knew more than God. They thought they knew more than the ancient stories passed on generation after generation. You can be an atheist and know that the story that people said for thousands of years, of all the stories... You know, writing down, there was no printing press for most of human existence. You had to handwrite every word. Why did they choose these stories over and over and over again? There was a blind monk in the Middle Ages who said that if you could only speak one word in prayer, there's only one word that you need. Thanks. That was during the Black Death. Look at how far we've fallen. And these people that think that they can redesign society. And that's the reason there is white supremacy in America and is not coming from conservatives or libertarians or just normal people or classical liberals. It's coming from the left. It is saying that a woman can never achieve enough. Mom, career, either way, you're not enough. Blacks, either you accept that you're a permanent victim and be a, a, a welfare state tit sucker, or you are a, a traitor to your race, you're an Uncle Tom, you're an outcast, you are self-hating, right? All white men have to deal with is hatred. People tell us that, that we're racist, bigot, homophobe, Nazi, all that. That's nothing compared to being told you're a victim all the time. That would drive me insane. As much as this shit can drive me a little batty, having any opinion, being told that I'm racist, any opinion... You know, I, I, I had a, an image up yesterday. I'll find it right now. Maybe I'll, maybe it's still up. I don't even know. I usually delete them every day. I try to uh, keep it clean. Now it's worth it. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this for you right now. Because this is what the whites deal with on a daily basis. Let me show you what the whites, the white papers... And I would take, I just don't know how women and, and, and blacks deal with it in America, to be honest with you. If, this is, this is tr so funny and so accurate. If a white person moves out of a neighborhood, it's called white flight, which is racism, moves in, it's called gentrification, which is racism, sees color, racism, doesn't see color, ignores racism, that's racism, has own culture, that's non-inclusive discrimination, that's racism, embraces all colors, cultural appropriation, racism, right? So we're always in this trap of racist. And blacks are always in the trap of victim. And women are always in the trap of 
not good enough, no matter what they pick. Okay? That's bullshit. But the people who have it the best, honestly, and this is coming from someone whose career has been deplatformed because of my skin and race and ideas. White males, at least we're not told we're victims every day. At least we're not told that because of our skin, we won't accomplish anything. Or that if we want to be fathers, we have to still earn as much. If we want to be a stay-at-home father, we still have to earn as much as a father who's at work all day. That's insane. That would drive you fucking insane. So, all right. That was a lot. Because it's like when people say my slave name and shit like that, right? America... You wipe your history when you came to America, a lot of generations, and it wasn't just slavery. My last name's Smith. My full name's Owen Benjamin Smith. And Smith was my slave name, right? Because we came and there were very there were some crazy name that I don't even know anymore, to be honest with you. And they just said, You're Smith now. And when I moved to LA, there was an Owen Smith comedian who was um just a big black dude, nice guy. But I couldn't be white Owen Smith, because that sounds weird. Because if no one, he's not famous enough where it's like, why are you fronting that you're white all the time? So I just dropped my last name because I didn't have any real attachment to it anyway. It's been a family name only since uh, coming to America. And Smith is the most common name in the world next to some Asian name. And, uh, and so that's what America was. And that's what it is. And so when you hear stuff like, oh, we, we lost our culture when we were slaves. Or like we had to get rid of our name. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the deal. And the reason, okay, let's go through some of the more of the commandments, like the Sabbath. I might really start honoring some of these a lot more. Sundays, like this is the thing about being set free by God. It's the secular trap for people to say, oh, these are the rules. Thou shalt now, all this hypocrites, the priest from his pulpit was secretly diddling the kids while he's yelling at everyone and keeping women in chains. My family's went through those thoughts. My mom had a meltdown when I was a kid about these thoughts. And she had a lot of valid points. And then she got through it and realized it wasn't true. That God is bigger than that. Than than the weaknesses of of certain priests. And the reason that you have Sunday off is because slaves don't get days off. And that was the way God reminded his people that they weren't slaves anymore. That, that you have one day a week where you can be a human being and you are not a beast of burden. It was an affirmation of humanity. It was not this like, you cannot work on Sunday. And that, you know, the, 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 the one, the one um, real ambitious guy that could work on Sunday, he got ahead of everybody else. No, there's a reason that, that, that's a commandment. It's because you should take a time to build your society, your culture, your civilization, your family, your connection to the moment. Because if we're just be suburban, and we can be be suburban whether we're a cubicle, whether we're on stage, whether we're in a mine like my grandfather. We're be suburban only if we don't have any time for ourselves and just take a day. And that's what the Sabbath is for. Um, Lord's name in vain. I've always had issues with because I say Jesus and damn it and stuff like that all the time. And I still will because I, I believe what that means is saying God's name allows you to do something that's bad. That's what in vain means. Like, like the vanity of it. Like God commanded me to tell you to give me gold. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Stubbing your toe and saying Jesus is not, to me, listen, 
Everyone can can interpret that differently, but to me, I do not believe that that's what that means because I don't understand the point of that. Jesus' real name was Joshua. So if I yell at someone named Joshua, am I taking the Lord? I don't. I just don't understand that. Like when you say, "Damn it," I don't think that God is up there just going, "Ah, you really want me to damn it?" Because if not, um, that was kind of a dick move, bud. No, taking the Lord's name in vain is saying. God told me to smite you, my business enemy. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Taking the Lord's name in vain is doing something for your own selfish interests using God's name. And that is done a lot. And that's bad. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because God's original name was I Am. And that's why, oh, let me see if I can find this clip. I'm going to play it real quick for you and then I'm going to read some stuff. Uh, I don't think some people understood what my joke was with this one. I don't even know if it's on here. I know it's on YouTube. Am I even allowed in my own YouTube account? I'm such an enemy of the state. YouTube. YouTube. Because I do this bit about uh, country music versus rap. I can't believe that there's a good chance they're going to take, they're going to take all my videos down. I just can't believe that I'm on the chopping block for that. It's so wild to me. It's just so stupid. It's just me of all the people. Second strike on YouTube. They're in their own religion. It's just, and it's not my God. My God is not on planet Earth. My God is not on the face of money. It just isn't. And that's why I'm a, a threat. Straight up. Because you can't entice me with that shit. And I need money to survive. But it's like you can't, like, more money with less soul is not a fucking good deal. Alright, so check this out. And then I'll get to a, a point I'm trying to make. What is this? Is this even good audio? You know what? Hip hop now is like. Oh, shit. I will take your gold and I will do whatever the fuck I have to to get out of the hood. I will fuck you. I kill the man. I sell crack. Come here. 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 Come makes me a little dangerous you think that was in texas you think i was preaching in the choir that was in burlington vermont bitch i just got them to clap against their own guy in burlington vermont that wasn't a crowd full of bears that was a that was a liberal ass crowd and i i got them 
I absolutely got him by the end. But my whole point of that, okay, like will I am that that's a direct reference to God. He's saying he's God. Will I am uh Hova Jehovah Jay-Z. It's like it's so fucking crazy. The 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 um just the meaning behind behind music. And if you listen to like a lot of old country music, it the 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 morality was there, man. And then it it's like now it's just there's nothing. It, it's just nihilism. All right, let me read some of these. Let me get my head straight. All right, Cheston. Painter Bear here. Can't catch the bear feed live, but the shows have been great. Full of thoughtful logic and laughter. Can you remind people to support Guck at Patreon in his fight to bring almond awareness around the world? Yeah, of course. Support Guck on Patreon. Let me find Guck's Patreon just so I can know. I don't have a G on my computer, by the way. Isn't that hilarious? I have to copy and paste G every time I do a G. Like right now, I just had to go to Huge Pianist because it's like right there. I'm going to have to copy and paste a G. And I control Z every time I need a, a G. Guck. Patreon. Find it. Uh, Guck off de wheat. I just found some German dude. I don't know how to find Guck's Patreon. I'll give it another shot. Search. Guck. Should I use his name? Oh, hey, love. Yeah, I'll do a copy. You want to say hi to the people? You look beautiful. Huh? Come here. No, you look unbelievably. Beautiful. Look at my wifey. I just washed my hair for the first time in over a week. <laughs> you look awesome. I look at my spite. <laughs> <laughs> you look awesome, love. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, and coffee would be awesome. Me and my wife had a um, an interesting little spat today, but it, it turned out to be hilarious, kind of. So I kind of just took off this morning um, to get some food. And uh, she was a little like, where, where, where'd you go? And she called me on my way back. And she was like, I thought you were just in your office. Like, did you just leave without saying, like, bye or anything? Like, that was a little weird. And... Uh, and so I came in and I had brought her her favorite sandwich. And she was like, you still could have said where you went. I was like, I was trying to surprise you. I was trying to get it going, you know? And then she smiled and she was like, yeah, that's a good point. If I had brought home nothing for her, then she probably would have been a little annoyed. Because right now we're down to one car. But uh, I really wanted to kind of surprise her. All right, so Guck. I can't find Guck on Patreon. I just looked up. Joe Guck. I found a guy doing a hiking videos. I'll we'll we'll promote it. We'll promote Guck's uh, Patreon when we really get it. Oh, and uh, four more hours to get tickets to Pittsburgh. The venue is unbelievably beautiful, and uh, for those of you that have gotten the tickets, you know where the venue is, and it's it's insane. Uh, HugePianist.com for tickets, and then uh, HugePianist.com/slash/subscribe. To be part of the the bare phone revolution or just to support the show because it's it's necessary and awesome to do that and uh bellevue richland portland 
Yeah, rocking and rolling. Yeah, we might set up Orlando too. Coddington Bear has been pushing hard on that one, and um, we're definitely going to do that. We just have to figure out the right time. All right, what do we got here? Timothy, in recognition of the peace talks in the Koreas, can you play Wildest Dreams by Asia? I don't know that, but I can do this. We are a North Korea. Our dicks are not as big as South Korea because they have nutrition. So their dicks go past the, the pubes. If you don't know, you should look it up after the show. The lyrics and retrospect are chilling. I'll check it out, Timothy. Thanks, buddy. Chad Bad. Howdy. I was hoping to be verified as rabbi. I'm from Oswego, and they absolutely love your work. Oh, thanks. Unfortunately, I'm usually not able to make a live stream, so I'm sending this out a little early. Read this part to self first. I was hoping that you could plug my podcast. Oh, of course I will. Jews did it first. Yeah, it's kind of a funny um, episode for me to do that because I'll get to it in a second. All right, I'll read the rest. It's about cultural, literary, scientific, etc. Things that have their source in Jewish history. The first dozen episodes or so have a counter-missionary segment. So if you want to give it a listen and make sure it's something you feel comfortable in promoting, dude, I'll, I have so much faith in my people and myself that contradictory fucking ideas are welcome. That's the whole point. It's not like I'm, if I like, everyone can see me reading this and people will be like, oh man, that rabbi in Oswego is fucking wrong. But I like, I like how he supported the bear and jumped on there and gets his ideas out. It's the marketplace of ideas. And if anyone knows marketplaces, it's the Jews. All right. Do you have any idea how many friends I have that are Jewish? My grandmother's Jewish. Oswego is the only town in the entire country to take in Jews during the Holocaust. I was about to make an argument as to why the Jews were the chosen people through a lot of fucking really dark times. I have a lot of admiration and respect for the Jews, my friend. But, um, and if you talk shit about Christianity, it's fine. And then I'll just talk about, you know, you guys being a little cheap sometimes. All right, so if you want to give it a listen to make sure it's something you're comfortable with, uh, promoting that's fine. It's totally fine, buddy. It's not disrespectful in any way. It's just meant to give people an understanding of why Jews believe what we do and don't fall head over heels for missionaries who try to proselytize to Jews. This is the funniest part about Jews to me is you guys are almost like boutique. You're like a boutique. Uh, I was laughing about this with Eric Weinstein. That it's like a boutique religion. It's like, even if you want to join, when you're like, hey, I really want to be a Jew. Like your Jewish friends are like, eh, just don't even worry about it. It's not like they won't let you, but they're just always trying to discourage you. They're like, it's too much work, man. Can you do this? <sighs> if you can't do that, just bail. How do you feel about shit, shitty food? Like, like warm, like just room temperature, salty salmon. Does that sound good? If so, then, then fine. But. It's really not fun. Oh, thank you. You're the best love. All right. Think of how many civilizations came and fell and the Jews withstand it. Because a lot of times, I was thinking about this with uh, the chosen people. It can sound like a real shitty thing to say. But as someone who's had my tone fucked with so many times on Twitter... I was being really uh, uh, intellectually generous with the Jewish tone for that and thinking about like 
What if they meant it as like an honor, not like a shitty dig, where it's like we're the chosen people to survive this hell that is the world. And it's because they stuck to their principles through darkness. And and Jesus was Jewish. And it's like I I I I've never really understood. Um, except this is the one thing I will say. The one the one thing I will say as to why I understand anti-Semitism, not condone it, obviously, but it's because of the Jews' historical detachment from a lot of civilization, like like the middle the middle culture, as Thomas Sowell describes it, where if you're a bartering class, and a lot of times that was forced upon them by the state, you can't really assimilate. And they would uh, develop a culture that intentionally didn't assimilate. And that could be seen as shitty, but not that big a deal. A lot of people don't assimilate, you know? Tall people don't always assimilate. But, um, but the chosen people, imagine if you just see all these things rise and fall. Like the entire Old Testament is just Jews winning. And they're winning at a very bad peril. You know, it's like most of them are... Anybody who strays at all is fucking dead, you know? And then once they started developing enough, civilization started getting enough of a, of like a base of a bedrock, that's when Jesus emerged to kind of set people, set the individual free. And Jews being wicked, skeptical boutique religions were like, eh, I don't know about this guy. And that's pretty much it. There's no reason for conflict with that. I think Christianity and Jews have a lot in common and should really be be uh, be brothers in this whole thing and sisters. But because they also a lot of them agree that there's only two genders. All right. But but it is shitty to say stuff like chosen people. It's as if you have uh, unless you really are, are generous with tone. It's kind of like if you have a tree fort and you're like, it's only for people named Owen. <laughs> And someone's like, dude, I helped you build the tree fort. It's like, is your name Owen? Because we're the chosen tree fort guys. It's a very basic and primal annoyance in people when you're not allowed in. But you got to understand that Jews kind of, it's not like you're not allowed into a rave. It's like they're not letting you in like over 600 commandments where they can't do shit. It's like the, the amount of rules they have in their life that have gotten them through Sodom and Gomorrah and whatnot, it's not an easy ride to be like a religious Jew. There's a lot of fucking rules they have to follow. And I think sometimes it's almost like, they're almost like, if you're not all in, just don't even start. Like I once tried to learn Japanese and uh, it was the same kind of thing where it's almost like the teachers, when you're trying to learn calligraphy, they're like, hey, man, if you don't have to learn this shit, like, you're not going to learn it. It's calligraphy, dude. Like, there's thousands of these things. Just just move on. All right, Jesse, Big Bear, I have great news to share. I made the long journey home this weekend to celebrate the two-year anniversary of the first date with my beautiful and lovely girlfriend. She is currently watching her first live stream. Her name is Christy. She would love to be verified as Pooh Bear or Turtle Bear. Welcome, Turtle Bear. Will you play a love song for your choosing so that we have a tune to slow dance to in our kitchen floor for, uh, of our trailer? Best regards, Inspector Bear. A trailer is a great place for a bear gain a sturdy paw hold. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. What would be a good slow dance song? A good slow dance song. How about... Uh, Wonderful tonight. People have been requesting that a lot lately. I'll just play a little bit of that. 
I'm gonna play the song. I'm gonna get the lyrics and everything right now. Hang on a second. That's a great song. We can get off the fire and brimstone for a second and just enjoy ourselves, huh? Like bears. <laughs> it's late in the evening. Oh, it's high. She's wondering what clothes to wear. She puts on her I've sung it in a weird key for my voice, but I give it a shot. All right. What do we got here? Philip. Owen, did you hear Kanye was watching Jordan Peterson videos? He tweeted a video where he filmed himself watching the video of him rapping with a MAGA hat on. His computer on TMZ website and the internet saw that one of the tabs open was Jordan Peterson, Why You Need Art in Your Life. So this makes me think that his next album is going to be called The Gulag Gangsta Pelago. That's hilarious. Uh, we just don't know it yet. Have a good one. That's hysterical. The Gulag Gangsta Pelago. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan's uh, affected a lot of people's lives in a good way. Timothy Owen. They wouldn't use starlight to walk around. Sailors would use the stars for navigation. Got it. That makes sense. Travelers. I get it. That makes sense. Refield. Field of Bears here. You're running out of time to make me wear the chicken hat. Also, the longer you're not following me, the longer you're missing out on uh, Shire Twitter. Uh, follow Field O'Bears. I would follow you, buddy, but I am permanently banned from Twitter because of uh, my thoughts. Thanks for rubbing that in. Janet Halen, I have three tickets to the Pittsburgh show, but it turns out I won't be able to make it. Three more tickets you can sell. Bummed, I'm going to miss what will be an amazing night. God bless you and yours. That's, that's a bummer to hear, Janet. But yeah, it will be an incredible night, and we will record it, and we'll put it up for everybody to see. The electric harmonica. As soon as being a parent to a toddler can, as cool as being a parent to a toddler can be, it gets even better when your kids are adults and being a grandparent transcends even that. I can't wait. Kyle, hey Owen, I'm watching you while I'm getting ready to go on tour. I hope to one day be able to afford the subscription to qualify for the bear phone. Bro, you qualify for the bear phone. Just email me right now and I'll send it to you. I only have that as an exclusionary thing because if not, it's the same as Super Chats. If not, I read no chats that, you know, it's almost like, okay, it's either. And, and I just sit here going like this. Uh, yeah, no, you totally. Why would you say that? Is that a troll? Yeah, no, I can play that. Um, I, I can play that. I think, I don't know. Or if you set a, 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 a cutoff 
then you can actually focus on things and and it's actually the market economy at work perfectly to be honest with you but if i know you i will give you the bear phone number obviously all right i'm not totally sure what that uh all right in the meantime here's a dollar shout out to the bears yeah and shout out to kyle cavanaugh he's got his own youtube channel kyle cavanaugh check it out dallas Hey, Big Bear, I'm a tax lawyer in Iowa. I want to get down with some real cool down-to-earth folks. Set up a show out here. Dude, a lot of my family's from Iowa. I would love to. They're from um, uh, Dubuque, Iowa. If I can be named Tax Bear, I will slay the dragon and clean my room. Keep doing what you're doing. You're better off without Twitter. Thank you, ta- uh, Tax Bear. Tax Bear! Michelle, how exactly do I get the bear phone access? Subscribe 20 per month. Community bear. Uh, I'll send it to you as soon as we're done. Amy sent out the email today, but just email me at why didn't they laugh at Gmail. And if I recognize your name, I'll just give you the the, the number so that you can better communicate with me when they shut down everything. Uh, Roy, from the Michael Berry show, an interview with George Pickering. The interview will tug at your heart. It parallels what's going on with Alfie Evans in the UK and your stream from yesterday. The father went up against the hospital that tried to pull the plug on the son. If the link doesn't work, you can search Michael Berry's show on iHeartRadio. I love Michael Berry. I tried to send it yesterday and PayPal hated me. Roy Bear. Thanks, Roy Bear. I'll check that out. So everybody, check out Michael Berry's show with George Pickering. That's the issue with with the atheist state religion is they have no value of life. And just look up Alfie Evans. It's insane. And there is no... Christian thing that has ever happened that comes close to socialism as far as death count and brutality. And that's a fact. People can say crusades. You know that the fucking Muslims were invading Europe for hundreds of years before the crusades, right? Hundreds of years. There was a caliphate in Spain, Italy. It's like, what the fuck? People don't know history. They seriously have no idea. They think that the Christian Europeans were just so bored and like mean that they just marched on down and started killing Muslims. Dude, the Moors, the Moor invasion of Europe lasted for hundreds of years and kept them in slave, like kept them in, uh, in slavery. That's why, uh, remember that scene from, uh, with Christopher Walken? It's like with, uh, Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper and, uh, true, true romance. When he's like, when Dennis Hopper's making fun of him, He's like, that's why you're an eggplant. He's like, because your grandma fucks so many muons. He's like, that's why your skin is darker than the wops up north. And and Christopher Walken's like, y'all cantaloupe. Uh, Alexandra, hey Owen, I'm watching the stream now and hope you get to look at this. I found you through Crowder and Kevin Express how much I love what you stand for. I came home crying Tuesday evening because the world is just horrible and it weighs on a person's soul. Knowing that you're out there fighting means so much. It's such a relief to know those of us with moral Christian values aren't alone. When we come to Michigan, Grand Rapids this summer, maybe. I'm absolutely doing Grand Rapids. I always did Dr. Grins, but the guy who booked it left that I knew there. So, And I don't have an agent anymore, obviously. So I don't even know how to do that. So I'm going to set up my own. I get I get requests from Michigan all the time. Uh, oh, can I be verified as Backstreet Bear? Of course. Welcome, Backstreet Bear. I would love to do Grand Rapids. And uh, life is suffering, you know? Peterson taught me that. Peterson helped me burden that. And it's good that I help other people burden that. Because I didn't do it on my own. A lot of people have helped me understand that. that. And then once you realize that, you're free. 
that the pain you feel and the frustration and the resentment and the not resentment, resentment's a shadow emotion, but the resentment in the in the world that you can start feeling angry about, that's normal. That's life. Like life is full of shit. And and this concept of utopia is gonna get us all killed. Because we have all the wealth we can imagine. And oh, I didn't even finish the whole thing about what happens with Planet Parenthood. So when these utopians started saying that they could fight the war on, all the war on dot, dot, dot is, is horseshit. The war on drugs, the war on poverty. That was the biggest fuck up in American history. When these fucking arrogant fucks thinks that they can stop the concept of poverty or the concept that people want to alter their state with drugs, that, that, that is not stoppable. And so what they did is they started the welfare state. They unknowingly uh, created an incentive for single motherhoods and uh, single motherhood. It uh, alienated the black male. They ended, a lot of them ended up in prison. It, it destroyed the black family. Black family then became more susceptible. It, it became a, a snowball effect. With the black family, uh, Thomas Sowell was quoted as saying, uh, slavery did to the black family what, uh, or no, the welfare state did to the black family what slavery could never do, and that was destroy, destroy the. Uh, no, slavery did what the what the welfare state did with what, what slavery could never do, destroy the black family, and um, so what happens when you incentivize single uh, mothers is they don't get a husband, they don't get a father for their kids, they don't get stability, and that puts children in the most risk. It puts women in the most risk, and they also have. Uh, more unwanted children. And those children then are a burden to the state as far as tax money. And the exponential growth was so crazy that that's why these motherfuckers push so hard for um, abortion and then for um, uh, Planned Parenthood. You realize Planned Parenthood is pretty much there just to abort black kids. One in two black conceptions in America is aborted. It's because the welfare state set up a world where only 19% of children in the black community are, are just black people. There is no black community, but black people, people of African descent in America, 19% only are born with two parents. So when, the mo so when single moms are having five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 children on the tax dollar, which was put into uh, being with these fucking 1960s Kennedy Johnson utopian fuckheads, now they have to literally start a eugenics program and they did and now that's what planned parenthood's for it's to it's to get rid of the excess life that comes from all the tax money that goes into the black community that destroyed their ability of standing on their own in the first place and they're now doing it to the whites it's not a race thing it's about greed now the same thing's happening to the white family now the white family is less and less likely to be born into marriage the number one predictor of your child's uh, future success is whether or not they have parents that are married. That's a fact. So make that bond. Get married. Make a commitment to God in your community that you will not back out of. Make that commitment to your children that you will be there for sleepless nights. Let your wife be home more. Let your husband be home more. Whoever, someone's got to be with your fucking child. And the state will not keep you warm at night. The state will not be a role model for a man. And that's why black males are in such a pro have such a problem right now. 
A lot of them did not have fathers who said, don't hit that person. Don't stab that person. You don't think I could have been a straight up thug? I have fucking, I don't, there's this thing called the warrior gene. I'm convinced I have it. It's more prevalent in the black community. But like, I know I have those instincts to be a, a, a straight up killer. And if I wasn't raised so well, I don't know what I could have been. And I know those instincts are there. I can feel them. Where it's like, I know that instinct of like, I will do whatever it takes to, to fucking survive. And I, I know that I have the instincts where I would enjoy it. Not enjoy others' pain, but enjoy being good at something. And we all do on a level. But like, I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I didn't have my mother showing me the worlds and rocks. You know, I have a temper. Anyone that knows me well, anyone who's watched this fucking stream more than a month knows I have a temper. And fortunately, my, I've made my temper funny. My temper isn't violent most of the time, unless someone like attacks me, but like it's there. So I had to like figure out how to make it funny. I had to figure out how to beat it. I had to realize like how that makes me weak, how whether or not it's being vulnerable and honest, or whether or not it's being uh, shadow. All that self-reflection for me came from a stable household. It came from my parents' union. And so that's the, that's the thing that bothers me so much. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. But I find so ironic is I think I see a good amount of, of real struggle that black males and women have to go through in America because of a lot of these policies and because of this fucked up culture. And my comedy and my words do not hurt these people. And the, pe the very people abusing them are the ones accusing me of what they are. They are the white supremacists who think that they have to design the black man's life. They are the sexists who think they have to design the woman's life, that her empowerment must come from not only being a mother, but being a worker. Because that's what they feel, and they're so fucking arrogant that they don't know that their feelings do not transcend. They are not God. None of us are. And that's a humbling, freeing experience to know that we are not God, that we are free from that burden of creation. And so as much as people want to talk about how Christians um, are whatever, religious people or whatever, all the negative things, it's, it's freeing and it's also allows you to think for yourself. There's nothing more enslaving than being a slave to your own desires. Your own fucking, uh, the whims of your masters, like the state. I think our obsession with zombies, World War Z, you know, not, um, The Walking Dead, all this shit. I think we see zombies now in real life. The archetype of the zombie, of the vampire. The vampire is the rent seeker, right? And that's what, and, and there's been vampires that have given Jews a really bad name. And that's bullshit. Because just like there's been whites who have hung blacks from a tree, that is not me or you or our kin. It's like you're not allowed to do that unless you're a fucking asshole where you just take one monster and you assign that role to a whole group of people. But the vampire, the vampiric person would be like the Bernie Madoff uh, type of person where they, they start a Ponzi scheme. They start some big way of just sucking life from something. The state, a lot of times itself, is a vampire. And um, the zombie is the leftist mob just the, uh, because they develop a love-hate they develop a love-hate relationship with the state's money where they say 
where they know that they need the welfare, but they hate that they, they're on it. They, they, they say, Trump is, is Hitler, give them your guns. The cops are KKK, give them your guns. You know, that's love-hate. That's a constant state of, of um, cognitive dissonance so that you're a zombie and then you physically eat the brains of others. The, the metaphor is right there. There's a reason we create these monsters, the vampire. You know, the charming, the charming salesman, the charming uh, erudite aristocrat dressed man who's, who has little fangs and he sucks the blood out of you. And when he sucks the blood out of you, you become what he was, the undead. And you're uh, a servant to a, a larger master. And then under the vampire is the, is the zombie just going after the brains. Think about the metaphor for that. The zombie only survives on brains, the intelligence of the individual. And cannot die, but cannot live. Jim. Hey, well, my name's Jim. I've been listening for a few months and would like to be verified. I'm three quarters German and live in Wisconsin. Can I be bratwurst bear? Of course. Welcome, bratwurst bear. Also, it's not too much. I'd love to hear Mozart's Turkish march sometime. It's my favorite piece. Classical music. Let me uh, see what it sounds like first. I don't remember it. Turkish march. If it's Ronda Alatorica, I definitely know it. But sometimes that's called... Is that the one that's called Turkish March? Give me one second. Uh... Oh yeah, I, I can play this. sleep it's hilarious little turkish march for you buddy welcome bratwurst bear Yeah, Harry Bear. Oh, and you need to watch the movie Heaven is for Real to answer some of the questions that you're posting about the afterlife and metaphysical concepts. Harry Bear. Harry Bear, you gave me that DVD. I don't have a DVD player. I'll look it up. Thank you, buddy. Blake. Your live streams help me get through the tedium of my day jobs. I especially love when you share stories, pictures, and videos of your family. You're an inspiration to me, and I plan on proposing to my girlfriend in June when we are on vacation at the beach. Nice. So I can begin having a family too. I follow Dave Ramsey and his financial advice, and he mentioned something interesting. His book, uh, his daughter wrote a book called "Love Your Life, Not Theirs." Oh, that's a great title. Dave talked about the importance of contentment in one's financial life in reference to this book. Very, very important. I love that. Or else you're on the old hedonic treadmill of shit. 
I think contentment is something that the left lacks. They're incapable of being. Yeah, you see that when you see uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, fucking the Hunger Games chick, uh, Mockingjay. There, Catherine. No, I've no idea what her name is. But talking about wage inequality, where she where she makes sixty million a year. It's like, it's like, oh, Tom Cruise makes a hundred million, but I only make seventy-seven million on the hundred million. Like they're they're just in. They never stop. They're vampires. They're zombies. They're literally zombies. Uh, everything is comparison to the other. Black versus white, gay versus straight, men versus women, etc. That is why they are so unhappy. They are unable to find contentment contentment with their lives. They need to tear others down. Because they cannot accept and be grateful with their own lives. Anyways, uh, thanks for doing what you do. Can I be verified as Zamboni Bear? God bless. Hell yeah, Zamboni Bear. I love that name. And uh, congrats on having the, the balls to propose. It's the best thing you're ever going to do. And um, I completely agree with you on the points you just made. It's important to have some sort of hunger, purpose to get out of bed, like to make that, to make that ice extra smooth. But make it about purpose, not about stuff or like, yeah, envy, like envy. That's what that's why the Cain and Abel story is so amazing. Where it's like, uh, and, and by the way, these stories are in so much pop culture that it's 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 just the source material of it. Where it's like, don't kill your idol, not your idol, your ideal. Idol is a different word. Ideal. Like what? Like let's say you uh. This is what I've seen a lot in the comedy community with me. I've accomplished everything and more that these open micers in Pittsburgh that have threatened to have been actively trying to make it so I'm not allowed to perform in their city in my career. And and back in the day, in a much healthier time of uh, American history that I've been able to live through, fortunately, um, when people would meet you, when people would meet me, when I'd, I would, every time I'd be on the road, I'd always go to the open mic in the town, in the local city and meet the, the young guys and, and I would make friends with them and I'd see them along the, the, the path and I'd support them any way I could and I'd give them advice and all that. Cause that's, that's completing the cycle is what you learn. You have to pass on, you know, they, they explain that in the movie cars three, cause I watch a bunch of kids movies these days anyway. And now they hate you for it. Because it's Cain and Abel. Like, it's it's what you they want to be. They now want to destroy and not become. And that's how you lose God's favor. And that shit is real, man. If you, if you destroy what you want to be, do you think anyone will ever want to hire you or be friends with you or marry you or be associated with you? Because they know that if anything they do good... You will hate them for that. Do you think they will ever do good for you? You have to understand that what you do, people see and they know, like like your intention. That's why being wrong is not the end of the world. But lying and being a, a piece of shit, it, it kind of is the end of the world, literally. Where if your intention, what you got to sort out is intention more than anything else. And you got to allow yourself to make mistakes. But if your intention is to be good and to, and to st- strive for something greater, to have that family, to, to, to get that job you want, to make that thing you want to make, to paint that painting, everything else falls into place. And some of the biggest rock stars I see on here 
are the ones that just do shit and they don't even fucking care about the money or the 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 praise or anything. You can just tell they do it because they love it. And then it seems like a lot of times when they when when I'd like to like a, a uh, talk about God and religion and stuff, even from the point of view of, of an atheist, because I think so many people are atheists or agnostic. And they don't realize how applicable these things are to just everyday life. And they're measurable. Like the people that are dedicated to their craft and do things because they love to and are absolutely engrossed by it and full of passion will be rewarded financially. The people that give to their community, it seems they usually do pretty well. That's God's favor. And you don't have to believe in God or not, but that's what that means. It doesn't mean that you will be rich it just means that, like, that is the road to stability. And and you may not be the one who should have $100 million. I'm not. I don't know what the fuck I do with that amount of money. I have no desire to have that amount of money. I do jokes about how I, like that joke I do about how I do this commercial on television. This Christmas, give her what she's wanted all year. Dish soap. Get that bitch back in the kitchen where she belongs. Like all those jokes I do about how right next to Best Buy it opened up Pretty Good Buy. Like I don't want tycoon money because I, that's not what I'm good. That's not like my thing. Like I don't know what I'd even do with it. Would I just sit on it? I'd, I, I would do funny shit with it. I would, I would literally do jokes. So, oh, thanks love. Yeah, go for it. It's fine. Um, it's kind of like Twitter. Like Bob the other day even told me, it was like, yeah, God got you off Twitter. I See, I don't think God's in our life like that, but I think he's, I think the, the creator sets up algorithms that play out like that. Like there's ways, I think that, I can't explain it. I don't even think you can talk about it with human language. But I don't think that there's a dude just like moving shit around. I think that there's just a way of being and living where things just start happening where you're like, oh, I'm glad that happened. That's a huge benefit to my life. All right. Uh, civil data analysis. <clears throat> just came by to say hi. Did, did you appeal YouTube strike? This was quickly. Uh, this was quickly. Got to go back to work. Post YouTube update on your website if you have time. Yeah, I appealed it. I won't know yet, though. I just won't. I won't be uploading on YouTube, regardless of what happens, sex love, uh, until July 4th minimum, because I don't want to lose all my videos. And even if they go back on the strike, which they probably will not, because they did that once to me and they didn't with the other one, which was an even more non-offensive fucking thing. Oh, so follow Clips channel on YouTube, Owen Benjamin Clips channel. It's run by a buddy of mine that I trust. And we had up episode 11 I put it up on my YouTube and he put it up on his and they wouldn't monetize his and they would monetize mine after reviewing them. So they don't have a plan. There's no one running that ship. YouTube is just a fucking mess. And so they're pretty much guided by whoever gets complained about the most. And I just, they're the pedophiles and the socialists and the um, Antifa and all these people and the bitter comedians are all just coming at me so hard because I'm doing well in, in spite of their bullshit and it fucking drives them insane. And so I get just complaint after complaint. It's just nonstop guys. It's just, 
It's the zombies hitting a wall, just boop, 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 boop. So I'm fucked on any of those platforms. All right, anyway. I recently had a meeting with my seven-year-old son's teacher who told me my son should get put on medicine for his ADHD because he won't stay in a seat for very long without standing up. I went there with my son because I wanted to hear what I told her. I wanted to hear what I told her. I told her that he was seven and, and trying to keep him in a seat all day is inherently against everything a boy is. I also told her that it, oh, but they don't even believe that that's what, a, that a boy exists. Just know that. All right, let's continue. I also told her that it was pretty sad if anyone listened to her advice because she didn't, doesn't know a thing about children. The last thing I said to her was that if she ever talked to my son about needing meds that I would sue her and the school for practicing medicine without a license. That's genius. I really uh, tried to just leave at that point, but I couldn't help myself. So I turned to my son and said, let's go to the rifle range and blow off some steam, bud. Genius. Love that. He smiled and we walked out. Uh, anyone that would sell their children out to be PC doesn't deserve children and needs a solid throat punch. God bless you, Steve. Uh, legitimately, that's brilliant. They don't, they, they, yeah, of course they won't. And, and this is the thing. This is why blacks do have it hard in America. And it's not because of the fucking narrative that we're given. And that's why it's so... I don't even like talking about this shit on social media much because then it gets so misinterpreted and and everyone's like, oh, so you admit that there's white supremacy. It's like, no, it's because vulnerable kids get abused. And so kids with single moms, a lot of them are black. Their fucking teachers can put them on all these drugs and tell them they're bad. And no one's there to stand up to these teachers. You're more likely to get molested from a public school teacher than you are a priest, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. And... Uh, and good for you, man. Yeah, being a seven-year-old boy is not sitting down. Sitting down is one of the leading causes of death. Badish Bear. JBP is no soy boy. He's allergic to soy. The Big Bears is a wizard. You knew the soy secret. You really do know the inner secrets of the world and are ahead of your time. Jordan Peterson is the man. Oh, this goes on. for. Oh, let me just go down here. Can plug... Uh, this is a long one. Uh, but thank you, though. Thank you, WCT. I love it, but I got to keep going. There's a bunch more I got to get to. Brandon, hey, Big Bear, sorry for the length. Please feel free to skim. I will be skimming. Discovered you via uh, Crowder last year around the time of your big Hollywood breakaway. I would love to be verified as Axe Bear. Welcome, Axe Bear. Oh, this is all about homeschool. I've got an instrumental track on iTunes. Oh, I got to put some more songs on Bandcamp. Follow me on Bandcamp. Owen Benjamin on Bandcamp. All right. I work at the Canadian branch headquarters of a Christian private homeschool curriculum, accelerated Christian education that's been going for 40 years. Put my kids into school. Uh, we have here at headquarters, uh, all right, here we go. Dodged a bullet there. Got the interaction with other kids. Difference they aren't soy sippers. I love that soy has caught on so much. All right, all right. Our curriculum has been praised for far more um, adequately preparing students much more for post-high school education than typical public schools. And they do far better than those graduates. You know, if you can find a college or university nowadays, it's not completely soy-laden. <laughs> There's a short and simple song I'd like you to check out that's called, uh, it's by Arion called Comatose. If I remember, I will, my friend. It's been a series of concept albums. All right, this is a long one. Axe Bear, I love you to death. But I love I love your message about, um, yeah, I, if, if I will send my kids to a school if I like the school, if not full-blown homeschool, because... Public school does not prepare them for the real world. And and I and now I, I say that I'm saving for my kids' first business, not college. 
They can go to college if they want, if they have a, a reason to go. They're not just going to go have an extended four-year fucking bullshit. Um, just a bullshit uh, undergrad or liberal arts degree. You know, my wife did everything right, and we're still in the indentured servitude of student debt. We owe $60,000 to her college, and she did it right. She got an engineering degree but chose to be a stay-at-home mom, and that's how they get you away from your kids is they make it so you have to work. And if she didn't marry such a fucking legend that can pay off that debt, she would have had to work, and Walter would not be the man he is becoming. Ludwig van Beethoven. There are ultimate truths in this world. Good and bad are not subjective. There is a moral law in living by virtues alone. Without the grace of God is like carrying a map showing all of life's destinations but with no compass. It's a good way of looking at it. I like that. We may only act on the two instincts of self-preservation and the herd mentality, but something objective and beyond our selfish conscience helps us choose the direction. Whether or not we all find our own personal compass, however, I thank you, Big Bear, for helping us along the journey. In the meantime, enjoy the recording of the great pianist Clara Haskell playing Mozart's variations in Twinkle Twinkle. Oh, wow. That's so such a good idea. If I can copy this. Yeah, it's so it's somewhat infuriating when people act so superior to people that believe in God because they act like we're stupid. And it's like it couldn't be farther from the truth where you, sometimes you get so intellectual that you get to a point of no more where you're like, eh, control C. Is that it? The copy? As I can't copy and paste. Oh, that's not the right one. Well, you keep hitting, like some of the smartest people that have ever lived believed in God. Like Einstein believed in God. Like that's what I don't understand is the arrogance of this shit. Where it's like you get to a point where there is no more to go. Isaac Newton, the guy who came up with all of the physics that govern our lives, was a devout Christian. So was fucking, God, how do I not copy and paste it? Because if I, if, I if I leave the, uh, cursor i can just look it up um darwin was a devout christian that's what i don't get these people think they're they're better than darwin it's not command maybe if i just really sneak up here ah it goes away i'll just look it up i'll look it up so it's, it's a twinkle twinkle variations Start variations. Let's give this a listen. I gotta make sure it's by the chick that he said though. Claire or something. There's a bunch of different ones. We'll just we'll just click on the first one I see. Cause I'm a dumb animal. for a little bit. Hang on, I gotta see how he got there. Give me a second.
What a silly, silly fucker this guy is. Well, it's interesting that you brought this up because this... It could be... It reminds me of Mozart this... Mozart's Allegro. He's keeping it in the same... the same little...
times that was uh that was uh a sleep deprived dad doing his own little rendition of twinkle twinkle oh uh, scott I think I just read this one. Yeah, thanks for that. And I'll just finish reading these and then we'll call it. We're coming up on two hours. Thuppy Bear. How can Ari Shafir have an entire YouTube show called The Amazing Racist and yet somehow that person of color stole my bike song brilliantly set to Mike Tyson's punch out his hate speech? Because YouTube is fucking insane and he doesn't create the same amount of enemies as I have. I have way more enemies than Ari Shafir. And he is... Uh, he doesn't have the same views as me, so he's not as much of the enemy of the state up uh, from the state as I am. He's uh he's a good dude. I like Ari. But he's like very into a lot of the shit that I don't know. I'm, it doesn't matter. When Benjamin gets another YouTube strike for commenting on Jordan Yeah, I know. I almost can't even read this. I, I want to. It's just I fucking hate it. You're right. I'm not mad at you. YouTube strike for commenting on Jordan Peterson's Bill Maher appearance and the clip of your wonderful tribute song to Fallen Officers gets flagged for hate speech as you played Amazing Grace. Somewhere over the rainbow, you're the worst kind of hateful. You have emotions. Some powerful individuals must have it out for you. Yeah, maybe one of those transgender children parents is somebody's uh, fucking cousin. Uh, All this. And Anthony Jesnick is allowed to be unfunny, offensive, and celebrate. Yeah, I know, man. I can't even finish that. I get too pissed off. I'm too underslept. But I appreciate your support, dude. Like, what you're writing is a fact. It's just insane. These fucking people. Coming at the bear hard. It's all right. It only makes the bear stronger. It only makes the bear call himself the bear in a weird way. Let's check the bear phone real quick. Speaking of bears. See if anyone texted me during this. During this. I got a ton I got to get to, but... Bear of us here. You rock. My name is at the top with my skills. I got skills, son. Boom. Love it. Corinthians. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So true. That's from Jeremy. Oh, awesome. Dude. Dude, I didn't know that was you, Jeremy, that I was giving feedback to. That's hilarious that I was giving that. I recognize you like, dude, we're Twitter bros. That's wicked funny. Um, dude, I'll get I'll we'll we'll write you the sickest fucking set. You're gonna kill, man. You're gonna kill, trust me. 
Paul McDaniel, Southwest Colorado, outdoor videographer, mainly canoeing. Dude, I am getting just a bear phone full of legends. Hey Owen, Bad News Bear here, Jules B. Dubs. I'm so thankful I found you in your message. Your knowledge of history and how you blend it with music, comedy, as well as traditional values gives me hope and helps me brave enough to speak out more. Also, have you learned Still Fighting It by Ben Folds? I'm going to keep bugging you until you do. I haven't, but your bugging works. Bugging me works, by the way. That's why Delev like, runs half my shit, because she's fucking is persistent as hell. Uh, still Fighting It. But bugging me works like really, really well. My family is very loud. So things just get like caught in the silence sometimes. Like uh, Amy's very quiet. Amy's family is very like reserved. My family is like, if you're not yelling, you're not getting hurt. And if you don't eat your f food as fast as you can, you're not getting fed. Oh, Coder Bear. Hey, Coder Bear. Beautiful as always. Thanks. Oh yeah, the app is doing well, by the way. Knuckle Bear here. Keep working on your slam poetry. You'll get it someday. It's hysterical. The Bear Phone. We invented the Bear Phone. It's damn right we did. All right, let me get to these and then we're out. Oh, here's Guck is writing a book on fighting heroin addiction. Oh, dude. I Yeah, I didn't know he was doing a Patreon. That's a great idea. All right, let me... Uh, what the hell is the name of it, though? I can't copy and paste from these things. Uh, let me just copy my, paste my G. Guck, heroin, addiction, book, Patreon. If those, if that search doesn't get to it, he's, we got, I got to sit down with Guck. This is the thing. If, if someone can't search Guck, heroin, addiction, book, Patreon to get to your Patreon, like watch this. Tall, comedian, uh, Owen Patreon. Boom, right there. Tall comedian. What if I just write tall comedian? Those motherfuckers. Huh. Yeah, well, I'm still at the top of Cora. Person that comes to mind. Oh, that motherfucker. They're trying to they're trying to ice me. They're trying to ice me. Dude, Google is so full of shit. I'm not even in the first page of tall fucking comedians. Kumal Bell is. Kumal Bell. W Kumal Bell. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Who the hell is this guy? Oh my god. Oh, well, I'm definitely. The, I'm, if you type in OW, it says Owen Benjamin Comedian. I'm even above Owl. But man, I'm not even tall comedian. I'm the tallest comedian by far. Steven Merchant, you blimey little cunt. I was your height, and then I went into ninth grade. All right. Hashtag on Patreon. Oh, so Guckoff69. So at Guckoff69 is uh, Guck's uh, Twitter. But we seriously have to figure out his Patreon situation. Amber. 
The Phlegm example isn't always the best example for the Jews because we Germans also have the Phlegm thing. That's a good point. So do the Arabs. John. Hey, Big Bear. Just wanted to say I was listening to yesterday's pod- podcast and you brought up Jordan Peterson being a Christian. I like Peterson and support his battle for truth, but he is not a Christian. True followers of Christ believe literally that Jesus is God in the flesh. He lived a sinless life and that Jesus uh, died on a cross, taking upon himself the wrath of God that we deserve. Jesus was buried and three days later came back from the dead in his physical body. Please chat with uh, Gerald Morgan Jr. I've, t- I've talked to Morgan about this. I've had many a wine tasting with old Gerald Morgan Jr. He would be a good person to talk to about the gospel. Praying for you and your family from Daylight Bear. Oh, dude. Um, I've had many a good talk with... Uh, he is a fascinating guy. I would love to do a show with Gerald. Because he knows everything about this stuff. Uh, I think Peterson is a Christian. But I, I don't know. I guess that's a different that's a different opinion. He, I, he believes that Jesus is the Son of God and... Uh, he believes in, this is the, it's weird. It's a weird situation. If he's not Christian, we're in some serious problems because he's getting a lot of more people back into Christianity because he's figured, he like knows how to bridge gaps that have been made in, uh, in uh, our culture. He says that when people say like, well, how do you prove it? Oh, how do you do that? And he's like, it doesn't matter. It, it, is, it is true by hyper, hyper truth. Well, it's like the number seven. You can't show seven here. Well, okay, I'll give you an example. This is, I don't think that when you eat that bread, that is actually the flesh of of Jesus. And I am for sure a Christian. That has not become flesh. I can't get, that's when you get into the the hyper reality of things. That has to be a metaphor. You, You can't tell me that that's blood. One of the reasons Christianity I love so much is because it's so applicable to real life and isn't disproven by science it holds up unless you unless people start talking about like listen do i think that the there was a a miracle that happened with the resurrection yes but there is so many pitfalls with that that i really hope people aren't making i don't know maybe maybe that's i've been wrong about a lot of shit in the past so i'm not going to make any bold statements but i i think it's asking a lot of 2018 America to think that um, the priest that many of which were abusing children, in my case, uh, the priest that I was raised with was fucking one of my friends. So just know that my shit came through that. Okay. I remember when I was sleepover and the guy, the kid was basically trying to teach me what masturbation was and, and he wouldn't really explain where he learned it from. Well, we found out where he learned it from, okay? So the fact that that didn't keep me from God is a fucking miracle to begin with. If you're going to ask me that that fucking guy makes the cracker flesh, no. That's too much, buddy. And I'm sorry if you want me to... I'm friends with Gerald. He's a great guy. And, and like, listen, I can't, I can't go with you on that one. I can't put that much power into the man of the priest in that fucking church. And to this day, I have a hard time finding a good church because I have a lot of trust issues with some of these people. I have trust issues with teachers. It's not just about Christianity. I was abused by fucking teachers. It's like whenever you give someone too much control, that was the whole point of the fucking Protestant Reformation. I don't know if people know that. It's to take God out of the hands of this fucking decrepit asshole and put it into the individual. That was the whole point. Don't get me wrong. Tom uh, Woods has gotten me more 
respectful of the Catholic Church and what they've done and been through and how they kept the torch alive and some really dark shit and how many wonderful Catholics there have been in the world. And I'm not going to make the leftist mistake. You understand that a lot of this shit that I've come to is out of pain? Like that I can't make the same mistake the left does and I want to so bad of collectivizing guilt? You don't think I want to just say all Catholics are shit, rapists? That's wrong though. It makes my life easier to not think about like, oh, well, the individual uh, that did this to that person, I didn't, they didn't see justice. I didn't kill him with my hands. Like there's pain in that. And you want to just say, oh, that whole institution, wipe it. No, it's not. I have to live with that. There's an element of survivor's guilt with that type of shit. When you have friends that get abused and you don't get abused because you have a fucking stable family. And you think about them and you think about what they went through and all the shame and the guilt and how that's taking God's name in vain. It's saying God wants me to do this horrific thing to your body. And so when people say like, oh, to be Christian, that's the same fucking thing that people run into. No, if, if, if Jordan Peterson is not Christian, then I don't, I, I don't know what that even means then. Because he is. He did an entire biblical series that got people back into reading the Bible verse for verse for verse. I now own the Bible in my home because of Jordan Peterson. If he isn't Christian, I don't know what the fuck you think Christian is. And sorry, man. I'm not sorry. This is what it's supposed to be. Debate. Talking it out. We're still bros. And I hope that we're still bros. Because if not, if you do a purity test with me with Christianity like that, and you don't want to be my friend. That's the whole reason that I left to fucking laugh, man. All right, I need to sleep. John, and then after these, I'm out. Can I be verified as K-pop bear? Love those K-pop groups with their choreography and energetic music. Also supporting you, watching you and, and Amy build a family, having a good laugh and thoughtful discussion is very life-affirming. That was important this week as my mom was laid to rest. Oh man, so sorry to hear that. Love you guys, keep on the good work. Pop bear, John. Oh dude. Yeah, I love K-pop as well, and I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. That's horrifying. Jordan, I have found that soy boys grow up to be tofu daddies. No one likes tofu daddies. Cheers, Big Bear. Genghis, that's hysterical. He's going to be running my website. We're going to work on it over the weekend. I just, we, I have to, my wife has to physically add the embed link to Huge Penis so that I can do these live streams. And if for some reason something goes wrong, all we really have right now is my website and if that shuts down i'm so fucked that we have to do some sort of experiment to make sure that this new website works and sorry for getting so fired up john or no john was the one no the other john uh i'd love to debate more with you about or discuss it because maybe there's something i'm not seeing because i have been wrong i was wrong about the gay marriage trick it was a slippery slope my evangelical friends were right i was wrong um so I don't know what you're talking about. I just, I, I had a bit of an emotional outburst. John, I'm really sorry about your mom. That's a fucking bummer. Shelby. Hey, Big Bear, I've always been a tomboy. I was never a traditional uh, girly girl. I like to play sports, get dirty, and refuse to put a dress on. It terrifies me that I grew up in today's world. The crazy lefties would now push me into thinking I was transgender. Keep fighting the fight. Can I be verified as Blondie Bear? P.S. I watched your stand-up on your chickens and the rooster rape culture, and I think... Of you every morning as my rooster gets up, Weinsteiny, and cracks me up. Thanks for the daily morning laugh. Oh, thanks, Shelby. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, and obviously welcome. Uh, what is your bear? Blondie Bear. It's a great name. 
Derek. Hey, Big Bear, I sent you an email of the song I wrote that's a parody of Alanis Morissette's Ironic about the left. I hope you enjoy it. You've motivated me to get off my ass and start writing, composing music again. That's awesome. Can I be verified as barefoot? Hell yeah. It's good wine. Cheap. Cheap and tasty. Cheap and tasty, like our new bear. Shout out to the bears in this beautiful stream. It was awesome seeing you in Minnesota. It was awesome being in Minnesota, my friend. And bear, I feel like I really want to do dishes after work now. That song is really effective. Uh, which song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin, you spoke earlier about the tycoon money. What is that? Tycoon money. Oh, you spelled it like tycoon. That's hilarious. I'm not talking about a black tie, man. I meant like tycoon, like T-Y-C-O-O-N, like a uh, tycoon. I can't tell if you're joking or um, not. Either way, it's hysterical. Tycoon. He thought I meant like a, a black man from Thailand. Um, I was talking about tycoon. Like a, like a, a baron. I can't tell if he's joking or not, but either way, it's hysterical. Dustin. And then we, we're going to call. As a middle-aged white guy, we will soon be in the minority, so we need to support each other. I think it's the most important that we... Uh, the minority that is coming and is already here is rational thought, morals, market economics, American history. These are the things that bind us. Not just being middle-aged white guys. Granted, there's a lot more of those guys that are middle-aged white guys, which is why sometimes you can feel like there's something special about middle-aged white guys. It's, it's not. It's, it's programming that has been in the fucking works for decades. And, and I, I, I am terrified as well as being in the minority, not as a white person, but as a true American, like as someone who believes in the free market and Judeo-Christian values that, that put together our constitution that is a binding document, not with just the state, but with our creator and uh, the right to free speech and, and bear arms. These are things that that is what we have to focus on because m most people I hate are white. So that's why I never really have ever felt racial unity because girls that go to Yale uh, are pretty much the devil and they're white. So I don't know what the unity is there. Oh, we have a couple more. I'm just going to read before we're done here. Kyle. Oh, lyrics. Can't do lyrics today, my friend. I will, though. Harold. Watching from Norway. I believe people are gay from birth and that you are wrong. That is a choice, but it's all good. Can I be Fjord Bear? Yeah, welcome, Fjord Bear. Okay, well, I'll ask you this, Fjord Bear. I also, well, so if you also think people are straight from birth, and don't get me wrong, I also believe that there is a genetic birth thing that is straight and gay. Do you think someone's straight at three? Do you think you're heterosexual at three? Do you think before you have the gonads and the, and the sperm or the eggs or the uh, ability of procreation, do you, do you think you're, you're gay and straight? Because you're not. You don't have a sexuality at three, Fjord Bear. And I don't think you're a pervert for that statement. I think that what you're saying is a valid statement in a way but it's also very invalid. That's like saying, I'm six foot seven, right? It's true. I'm six foot seven. Was I six foot seven at birth? No. And yes. When I was three, was I six foot seven? No. Because I hadn't become that yet. 
Puberty is when you become gay or straight. It's like you don't fucking... There's no three-year-old gay kid. Jesus, Fjord Bear. Amber. I do miss talking to Gerald Morgan on Twitter, and now that I'm gone, I had quite a few good talks with him. He's an unbelievable human being. He's an unbelievable human being, and he knows good wine. I've drank so much good wine with that guy. He's so stable and so just nice. He went to Notre Dame. Good school. All right. He's a good dude. Hopefully he finds a cool chick soon that doesn't smoke so much weed. If you watch the Morning Grinders, you get it. Yeah, I don't watch Morning Grinders. I'm uh, I'm writing for their parent show. It's called Louder with Crowder. No, I'll watch that. I'll watch more Grinders. I've just got my... I, I'm, I consume a lot of media a day, so I don't really know how much more I have to ingest. But uh, yeah, he's got to start a family. Fucking these people have to start breeding. There's some of the best people out there. They have to breed like stat. Catherine, your content is amazing. I loved your commentary on the Peterson Marr panel. How dare me was great. Feed the Bear will be my next purchase. Oh, thank you. We consider suggesting a crowd or a skit about the New York Port Authority Commissioner's traffic citation video. I haven't seen it yet, but I will. I think well, I screenshot this just so I remember. I think that she is a twice-divorced former Clinton lobbyist. I think it would be really funny if it maybe that's just me. Could I be... TBR Bear for my husband's and kid's initials. That's beautiful of you. Thanks, Owen. Also, you followed me on Gab, but I forgot my password to log in and give you a shout out. I Someone else is running my Gab right now. I, uh, I've just been focusing on this shit, but yeah, follow that. Um, I, uh, I, get, I, I need sleep. But yeah, I'll, I'll look into this traffic thing now. Oh, and I also have to read one more thing. There's someone wrote me something really cool. Kelly Bear here. For Steven, his little man, I was a teacher for 13 years. Nine of those were first grade. Most boys at that age can't sit still for more than five minutes at a time. I only, want, I only had one ADD student in all my years, and we were able to help him with time progression using a timer at home and his favorite toys. The other little boy was ADHD and was a drug baby. He would cry because, uh, his, he, would cry because uh, his, he was different from the other kids. His mom is a story for another day. I had him run errands for me around campus when he got too wound up in 13 years of teaching. He's the only child who would have benefited educationally from medication. But you're not supposed to discuss it until third grade because they're little kids. No wonder my administration hated me and exiled me to sixth. But that was all good, too. I got to prepare them for deprogramming. Callie Bear. What, you, what a beautiful person you are, Callie Bear. Uh, that's awesome. And I agree. I One of my favorite... Uh, I'll show you two of my favorite Onion articles. The Onion. There's two of them that are hilarious. And then someone sent me an email that I screenshot that I just remember remembered that I'm going to read. I'm trying to find the uh, the image of this. There we go. This is hysterical. A lot of the onion was so funny back in the day. It's still funny. Let me try one other one. Other one. Uh, onion. You guys are going to love this. And please, anybody want to write to me about 
uh, religious stuff. I'd love to, the more I learn, the better. So let me know if you think I'm missing something here. Uh, just please, uh, please write to me at why didn't they laugh at gmail.com or of course the bear phone. All right, these are two of the funniest Onion articles of its entire existence. And one of them has to do with what we we're just talking about with ADD. This I think is applicable to me and my brother. Because we were both told we had it, but we never got on any of this shit. I got prescribed Adderall, but um, it just makes me kind of boring. And it was way later in life. All right, look at this. Ritalin cures next Picasso. Area seven-year-old Douglas Castellino's unbridled energy and creative creativity are no longer a problem thanks to Ritalin. Doctors for the doctors announced Monday. After years of failed attempts to stop Douglas's uncontrolled bouts of self-expression. We finally found success with Ritalin. For the first time in his life, Douglas can actually sit down and not think about lots of things at once. Um, it just keep uh, show. He's now showing an interest in television. All right, here's the other one that I thought was so funny. This was one of the all-time favorites for me. It's just called. I thought it was originally called "Why do these fa Why are these faggots keep sucking my dick?" Which would be way funnier. It's "Why do all these homosexuals keep sucking my cock?" Look, I'm not a hateful person or anything. I believe we should all live and let live. But lately, I've been having a real problem with these homosexuals. You see, just about wherever I go these days, one of them approaches me and starts sucking my cock. Take last Sunday, for instance, when I casually struck up a conversation with this guy in the health club spa locker room. Nothing fruity, just a couple of fellas talking about their workout routines while enjoying a nice hot shower. The guy, All right, so it keeps going on and on and where he's like, I keep trying to wear really aggressive leather outfits to keep these, but it should have been faggots. I always thought it was why these faggots keep sucking my cock. Because homosexuals is just not quite as funny. Um, but yeah, Ritalin cures next Picasso. That, that's very much me and my brother. Me and him are just such balls of energy. That, um, yeah. Jeremy. Noam.com could be a good way to find alternative messaging services. Noam. Well, I also have the... Let me last check of the bear phone. And for the, if you support the show, you get access to the bear phone. Oh, and seriously, I'm recovering Catholic also. I feel your pain. When you come to Richmond, and you will come to Richmond soon, I'm uh, working on getting you venue choices. Sleep well, my brother. Um, yeah, I'm in a weird position where I, I'm a recovering Catholic, while at the same time, I, I refuse to let institutional degradation take away from my connection to God and from my respect for the Catholic Church. I've done a lot of thinking about this, guys. And... I'm not going to let him take it from me. It's it's pretty much impossible at this point for me to be a Catholic because of my upbringing. But that was because of men. It wasn't because of God. And it wasn't... And it, it's just a tough thing to be in. And if people don't understand that conundrum, I don't... You know, I think some of my friends have had very... Um, much more clear-cut religious upbringings where it was a lot more about the connection to the words and the morals, and you talked about it in little groups, and it wasn't. Dude, half our shit was in Latin. They weren't even trying to tell us anything. I did that I did that bit in my, in my special Feed the Bear. It was actually written about Crowder, where we'd be talking about the Bible, and he'd know so much more than me. And it was because in, 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 in a Latin mass, they'd just be like, Oh, simo, 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 and that's it. It's just, I'm, so the joke was, I put a dollar in the basket. I'm going to heaven. 
listen, I don't know what the book means or what it says, but I put money in that basket, so I'm going to see my grandma. And the reason the joke was funny is because it's you can tell it's a it's from the perspective of a good dude, but he's just missing the whole point. It's kind of like that the pound me too joke instead of hashtag me too. Like he's out there trying to do the right thing, but he's all right. Last message and then I'm out. Hey Owen, I've started studying with Jehovah's Witnesses after researching many religions. If you want to talk about anything, I'm down for it anytime. I hope you can get past the false dichotomy that JWs are a cult. I'm not. The most knowledgeable, but I do my due diligence just as in my job. No, I don't call them a cult. I think, here's the irony. A lot of the people I know that call them cults are the craziest people to be around. Like, no offense to Kurt Metzger, but when I did that last Rogan, and he was he was a, a Jehovah's Witness, and and then, like, he was screaming about how they're a cult and all this shit, and um, I'm like, I don't know, man. You, you might have been better off staying in the cult. You know, my most successful friend from my town, Oswego, New York, my most successful friend grew up Jehovah's Witness. His name's Adam Avery. He now owns like the whole town. We used to call him Adam Slavery because they weren't allowed to watch TV or do anything because they're Jehovah's Witnesses, right? And we'd always make fun of him. He also uh, was dyslexic. So we used to call him retarded and Adam Slavery and all that stuff because that's, that's what boys do to show affection. We're, we're, he gave me this scar on my face. You see how where my, my, uh, my, uh, my lip goes like this? That tooth went through my lip because uh, we got in a fight playing racquetball. He put this tooth through my lip. Strong dude. Like weird farm strength. Like Jehovah's Witness strength. And, uh, and he would always be working instead of doing all the dumb shit that we were doing. Because he was Jehovah's Witness. And now he's by far the richest dude I know possibly including entertainers <laughs> and uh yeah so the proof's in the pudding on that kid now i don't know anything about jehovah's witnesses but uh all i know is that dude now owns the whole fucking town because all he did is work and he has a bunch of beautiful kids and a great family and he's a good dude his name's spelled Adam with a T because his dad worked at the nuke plant. A-T-O-M. Adam. Um, yeah. So funny, dude. He put this tooth right through my lip. And that strict upbringing like, gave him the discipline to just start crushing. And meanwhile, I was like, yeah, we're going to go to the bluffs again and listen to the doors. You're Adam Slavery. And he's like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Never gave a shit. And just proceeded to take over. Still friends with him. We, uh... And it's so funny. Now he just makes fun of being dyslexic. He's like, yeah, I got a guy who reads all my contracts. I don't need to read. He's like, I got guys to do that. Ha ha ha. Just gives a shit about it. Because he's so fucking rich now. It's hysterical. Alright. That's gonna do it. This has been a good one. I had a blast. I didn't sleep at all last night. As I said, because I was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to my little boy. And uh, out of that, I think came a pretty a pretty darn good episode of the old live stream with the Big Bear. So uh, you only have a couple more hours to get Pittsburgh tickets at hugepianist.com. And then Richland, Washington, Bellevue. Oh, and we're taping at Pittsburgh. We're taping my set and we're also taping uh, Eric Nimmer's set. It'll be his first half hour special released exclusively at hugepianist.com. 
and uh, and then whatever he wants to do with it. But I'm going to do a, a run with it first because I want to start building up a whole comedy network. That's my dream. Um, and then what else do I got to plug for you guys? Oh, yeah. Hugepianist.com slash subscribe if you want to support the show as little or as much as you want. 20 bucks a month gets you access to the bare phone. And it's the first time I've ever read from the bare phone, but I think it is the future. And be good. Get married, have kids, work hard. Say what you think. Don't, like, like say what you believe to people. Don't fucking lie to people because they can see through the shit and it never lasts. And fight. Fight against tyranny. Stay hydrated. I don't even know what else advice I can give you, but just, uh, right now you're taking advice from an underslept buffoon. Get yourself a harmonica. No, fuck harmonicas. Get a kazoo. Because a kazoo is a great instrument. All right, much love, everybody. It's been an honor. And yeah, I will not be uploading to uh, YouTube, so be sure to subscribe. Why didn't they laugh at iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher? We're expanding all that because the downloads on just audio have been so fucking off the charts lately. And uh, Vimeo.com slash Owen Benjamin. That seems fairly secure for now. Uh, My website, hugepianist.com, is going to stay rocking and rolling. And much love to all of y'all. Peace.